think is one of the best anime shows to come out in the last few years. This show is phenomenal. I had an interesting introduction to the series. I was in the gym listening to Spotify radio based on a song from the Attack on Titan soundtrack. When I heard one of the most incredible songs that I've ever heard and it is from the soundtrack to Tower of God. Now that soundtrack is composed by the artist Kevin Penkin and I listened to more of his music I'm like this is one of the best freaking composers I've ever heard in my life. And another show that he composed for is Made in Abyss, and the music is fucking incredible. So I had to listen to more and watch the series. And if you're not familiar with some of the themes and what this show is about, do not be fooled by the art style or the fact that the main characters are all children. This is not a kid's show. If I watched this show as a kid, I would probably be a serial killer. This, <laughs> this show will mess you up. So here are our main characters, Riko, Reg, Nanachi, and in this episode I'm going to review specifically season 2 of the TV series. They had season 1 of the series, they had a movie, Dawn of the Deep Soul, and then they have season 2, which came out a few months ago, called Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun. And it is incredible. It's a bit weird. At first I was a bit confused and I didn't really understand what was going on. But I think that's how the characters feel as well. So I can identify with the characters' interpretation of the world around them because they have no idea what's going on. They've never seen this place before. It's deep in the abyss and nobody knows what's down there. And I, as the audience, am also highly confused by what's going on at first. But you just give it a little bit of time and everything will come together. You'll start to understand the stories and how they connect to each other. This season, of course, showing a bunch of flashbacks to some of the first people to go down into the abyss and they somehow connect to the modern story. It was weird as all things made in abyss tend to be but when it hits man this show fucking hits. It's like all of a sudden damn this is like the best show I've ever seen. Maybe not the best show I've ever seen but still in those special moments when things seem confusing and then all of a sudden you're like wow that's why I love this show. The series as a whole, I love it. It's like an 8 or a 9. Season 2, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, I give it an 8 out of 10. If you haven't seen this show yet, I highly, highly recommend it. This is your spoiler warning for my review on Made in Abyss Season 2, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun. This show never fails to amaze me. Season 1, I knew it was you know, more disturbing than it appears based on the art style. And pretty quickly you find something. It was kind of like that that bear in Annihilation where it cries for help with a person's voice and you go there and then you see this monster literally eating the guts of a person who's calling out for help and then using that person's voice to attract more people. That was pretty quick and early and pretty high up for... You know, I thought most of the dangerous stuff was deeper in the abyss, but that was early on. Let's get on to season two. Of course, this picks up right where the movie leaves off, um, Dawn of the Deep Soul. 
which is a fantastic movie and the art and direction and animation is fantastic and now we see them descending into the sixth layer at first like I mentioned I was really confused I didn't quite know what was going on and to show the flashbacks of the the first people that voyaged into the abyss like I understand that's the flashback that wasn't anything confusing and you know they're going to the same place but then they see all these people and they're like oh I'm gonna go find some food I'm gonna go do this do this and it seems like they didn't know if it was dangerous or not but they go up to people and they start saying hey can I just have a room to stay in for the night or something like that and it was pretty weird and then some characters speak English but most of them don't and it's still a bit confusing as to what hollow was like why some of them were able to speak some of them weren't some of them retained their mind others seemed to not so much and you know as you watch it you understand more and more because the characters themselves are also confused by this place so it's not crazy for the audience to be confused as well you're experiencing the same thing as the characters and then as it goes on and you start understanding more and more I think you learn to really appreciate it in the same way as the characters in the show. Now, it's been a long time since season one and since the movie in between seasons one and two came out. So I didn't remember every little detail about everything. I forgot when Reg lost his hand. But, you know, a quick Google search gets you back on track with things like that. Uh, if you were wondering, he lost in his hand in the movie when they were experimenting on him. And I hope, I presume, they're going to reattach it at some point because Rico is still carrying it around. And one thing that's really important that I didn't really remember was Midi, Nanachi's friend Midi, and when she died. Because I remember, I don't rem I didn't remember at the time when I was watching exactly how it happened, but I remembered that Midi had died. She was no longer part of the group. That's why she wasn't there. And then they walk in and find her again, and I'm like, wait a minute what's going on and they show the flashback where the sage Bailoff who we find out is the transformed version of the Bailoff who came down to the abyss with that first group he has Midi there and I'm like what the heck and we see the flashback from him and he meets Midi and he really likes her because of the value thing and all the weird stuff. And with with Bondrude, right? When Bondrude comes down. So I was a bit confused. I was like, wait a minute, didn't she die? Minnie was with Nanachi and with Rico's group besides Bondrude. And she died before they got to Bondrude on Edo Front. So as I understand it. They went down there. He saw Midi. This was before they left Bondrood, before Midi and Nanachi left, and before the events of the series. And he liked her so much that he gave up so many parts of himself to create another version of her that he could feed off of or something like that. So this wasn't the original Midi. It seems to carry some of her memories. It seems to react to and be friends with Nanachi when Nanachi shows up. But 
it's not the original one and that's why she can't leave because she was created in the village she can't leave the village and once everything comes together and you understand all the things once they show all the flashbacks and you know who all the characters are it all makes sense and then the most important part is Iremui being the daughter of Fapta who we find out Fapta is the village so it's all very strange stuff right it's very much science fiction and fantasy really more than anything but she can't forgive the people who went down there for feeding off of her and turning her into this monster and the village so she wants to destroy all of them and the village so she can finally rest which like makes sense <laughs> someone bent on revenge for their family and the relationships between Reg stopping her, helping her, and things like that. It's a bit confusing at times, but um, I know I've said it's confusing many times, but I think the, the first time it's confusing is when you don't understand everything in the village, and that becomes explained to you over time. And then the second bits that are confusing are how they are responding to Iremui, because the people in the village, in terms of... Rico's point of view don't deserve to all be destroyed and the village is a nice place where they think they should be able to live peacefully and Iremui faces to destroy that so then they're trying to stop Iremui from doing that but Iremui is also justified in her reasoning because they tortured and literally ate parts of her mother and the children that came out of this uh, transforming mother. They basically forced her to become deformed in order to help the group survive, which they needed to do to survive, and they did survive because of it, and eventually they all got transformed as well, and now they are confined to the village. So everybody is justified from their point of view, and for Rico's group coming from outside, they're like, well, you guys haven't done anything bad to us, so we don't have any problems with you personally. So we're just going to try to help as many people as we can. And so now you have this story where you're like, which side am I supposed to take in this conflict, if any side at all? Like, I feel like I should do something because somebody here is suffering, but I can't help everyone. And then they find a way after Iremui has destroyed many people and much of the village... They find a way to, you know, appease the remaining parties at the end, which isn't necessarily satisfying for everyone, right? Because most of the villagers die by the, the end of the season, and the rest have basically lost their village. So they're really out of balance, and they don't know what to do. And it looks like Inamui is going to join them on their voyages going deeper into the abyss. So, they stopped her destruction, but perhaps too late. But now she's fulfilled her purpose, and she's ready to move on with Reg. Now, what's really interesting is we get some glimpses into Reg's past, finally. We understand a bit about what he is. He's similar to those other robots that are there, but of course he's more human-like, and he seems to be much more advanced than those. And... He made some promise with Iremui, which we get revealed over time. 
and he doesn't remember it and he still can't remember it by the time it ends but he feels like i owe you something so i'm going to help out and i'm going to ask you to come along with us and protect you and you know we'll we'll learn about my past together so now I think it's getting to a very important part of the story as we learn more and more about Reg, who I assume must come from the very bottom of the abyss. The other, they call them interference units. They were already there when those people arrived. So they're older than Iremui, and they end up serving her. And Reg seems to be another one who ended up with her, serving her, before the events of the series began. And ends up reunited with her. So this is the first time we really get a glimpse at what he is and what he was made for. But not too much. We just know a part of his history that predates the beginning of the series. And we know that there's more to find out deeper in the abyss. As we presumed the entire time. But I am eager to find out more about him. As well as the rest of the Abyss in general. It will be great to see where they go in the future. This is contrasted to the first season where they descend the Abyss quite rapidly. They get all the way down. At the end of the first season, they're all the way down at Edo Front, the fifth layer. So they only spend a couple episodes in each layer. Whereas in this season, they spend the entire season, 12 episodes, in the village. The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, which was apparently already destroyed by the time the first cave divers got there. Or at least the people who turned into the hollows from the village. So that also begs the question, was the city built by the people who live at the bottom of the, of the abyss? Is it? Are we going to find out more about its history? What other creatures are there? We see some pages from Liza's journal, right, describing some of the creatures that are down there. How much more can we find out about the future, about the deeper they go into the abyss? And one last thing I'd like to mention is, again, this show, the art style looks so child-friendly, looks so joyful, looks like a fun little time, but it's not. Like, literally... 30 seconds into this season, I was, like, shocked. Like, they show that little girl, Vueco, from the flashback, being abused by her uncle, I believe it was. Like, right in the beginning, I'm like, damn. This, pff, this is disturbing <laughs> right from the start. This show does not pull punches. And... It can be too much for some people, probably. Uh, it's like, sometimes it's strange. It's tough to watch in some ways. This story is not necessarily a happy one. Although Rico is constantly cheerful and trying to push forward and still motivated, of course, to find her mother. But this, like, this show can hit you hard all of a sudden. Once... All the confusing stuff comes together. It all coalesces and you understand what's going on. It's like, damn, this show is incredible. The significance of the events, the characters. Not everybody's totally good. Not everybody's totally evil. 
you have these struggles between these different parties with different motivations and they each seem to be justified to themselves so it's like it's such a human story despite the fact that so many things are beyond humanity and fantasy now there is no date yet for the future of the series but they did say there will be a sequel to the golden city of the scorching sun i don't know if that'll be another movie that'll continue it like dawn of the deep souls continued from season one or if that'll be another season of the tv show but they're not calling it season three they're saying there will be a sequel to the golden city of the scorching sun the title of season two so it could basically be a season three it could be another movie whatever it is i am excited to see it and i am really looking forward to seeing where this story goes again i give this for this season specifically the golden city of the scorching sun i give it an eight out of ten it would be a nine but it's just a little too confusing at points for me to kind of forget some things that were going on and once it all comes together it's great but there there's some things i really needed to look back on to keep it straight so that's the only reason it's not a nine out of ten if you made it this far thank you so much for listening please like share subscribe and follow me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow me on TikTok where I post these spoiler-free sections first. Woody Ling, W-O-O-D-Y-L-I-N-G. Or What Woody's Watching, the same as the name of this podcast. Thank you so much. And of course, keep loving movies and TV. Goodbye.